0: to your friends, listen as much as you can. Numbers are slightly down, which may affect the future of this podcast. So just leave it playing, even if you're not in the room. Love you. <laughs> now sit back, relax, and enjoy whatever it is you're going to listen to.
1: Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.
2: This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you them.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who's just been advised to do his belt up backstage. <laughs> <laughs> it's done up. <laughs> it's done up. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome uh, to the Leicester Square Theatre. This is uh... <laughs> it's done up. Uh, I've just undid it. I've been to the toilet, I undid it. I just did a away, it's not. I was, uh, welcome to uh, the Rich Charing's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast. I was hanging around with the Bard meinhof gang. Um, they are not as much fun as that name makes them sound. I have to say they were quite unpleasant. Quite unpleasant people in many ways. They call it... They realist- You know, they do it in a German accent like I did just then. So, um... Uh, what was I going to talk to you about? Uh, I would, I, I, you know, my book is out. Uh, emergency questions. Uh, do buy that and do uh, support our sponsor, Beer Fifty Two. Second week in a row, no beers have turned up. And beer dot com slash if you want some if you want some free beer. Uh, but I, I'd mentioned in, a, in another week that uh, I'm in the Amazon. A, it's like a quite obscure chart with about four subheadings and the final one is fat, fun facts and trivia. And I, I, you know, I got up as high as... I think I got to number one, actually, for a very brief time. But I've been fighting against a man called Hugh Jaspern, um, <laughs> whose book are 52 Things to Learn on the loo. I'm not sure it's his real name. I'm not sure. <laughs> Hugh Jaspern. We agreed to, we'd swap books and I'd buy his book if he bought my book. Joke's on him, It only cost five, mine cost uh, $9.35, so <laughs> i already up. But, you know, he's only got 52 things in here and I've got 1,001 in mine. Um, it's a very good, it's, you know, it is better than the name suggests. That's what I'm going to say and I can see why it always does quite well in the charts. Um, you can learn the two cork release trick on the toilet. Hold a cork in each hand as shown above. Place the tip of the thumb on the top of the cork in the opposite hand. Using index fingers, reach around, grab corks and pull apart. Show a friend, give them the corks, watch them fail. I mean, you know. (laughs) I did my best for you, Hugh, but... It is no... Taking a page at random. Uh, If you were in hospital, would you prefer to die than be Patch Adams? Not as good as that, is it? Not as good as that. Not as good as that. So, I'm uh, very much looking forward to, uh, to our guest this week. He has been on before. I told him backstage he was one of my top three podcasts I've ever done, my favourites. He's a liar. He's rubbish. Uh, it, was, it was mainly me that was good. He is probably... Come on, Ian Gunpowder, that was, me, that was all me. So, he's probably best known as Balloon Man in Teen Titans Go To The Movies... Which is actually quite a big fucking deal. It's Greg Davies!
3: Thank you. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? Um, I'm very well, thank you. Good. i am just. Um, yeah. Um, I've just been uh, sitting backstage where it's uh, insufferably hot. <laughs> and, uh, now I'm sweating like the uh, fat prick I truly am. <laughs> nice to be here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we deliberately ramp it up backstage just yeah, to get it's right.
3: Up. It's genuinely uncomfortable, so thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You've got victory. new chairs, Rich? Since the last time, i knew new. What?
3: Chairs? Yeah, they are nice. nice aren't mate? Isn't it?
0: Kickstarter money. It's that's where, that's where it all goes. It's where it all gets blown. <laughs> Look Look lovely. That. They're very nice. Didn't I, I was sitting on a very bad chair on last week's podcast. I forgot to mention how awful, All the, the ladies had lovely these lovely chairs, and I was sat on. If you saw it up close, it was barely a chair. And we're off. It looked like. <laughs> 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 So, Balloon Man. Yeah. That's, but this is a big deal, Balloon Man. It sounds like a funny thing, but it's... It, it, is it I, out in the UK? Is it film? A, a big deal? I don't know. It's a Hollywood It's a Hollywood thing, but I, like, think, I re- think all thing. the kids
3: like it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was just a... You know, they clearly decided um, that they wanted... It was a tiny bit part, and they just went through the decks <laughs> of incredibly fat, farting, <laughs> disgusting old comedians. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I got the part, yeah. It It took me about an hour, and uh, I die within ten seconds. Right. Spoilers.
0: Uh, (laughs) It's it's an animation, though, so they didn't need need to get, like,
3: literally a balloon man. No, they didn't. (laughs) They obviously thought that it should be genuine, so, yeah. It's just a disgusting, fat creature that just farts all the time and then um, is destroyed within 30 seconds of the film starting. So, big break. (laughs) But apparently, people like um, uh, Teen Titans. Titans go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm not. I wasn't. I'm not aware of it. It's too old for my kids. That's the problem. So, I'm. You know, I'm more into uh, Waffle the Wonder Dog and yeah, all the classics. Yeah yeah. 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 He can. He can talk. I forgot to ask about how they got managed to find a talking dog to do that. Uh, so it must have been taking a long time. Um, so. Um,
3: <laughs> oh, we had such fun, we had such fun backstage um, We'll build up, it's alright
0: uh, no, I we'll think it up. was
3: the chair story Yeah, it was
0: good <laughs> <laughs> It was good, the chair story It would be better if the chair had been here yeah. For me to look, say, look, it's not Way as good about, as yeah, re- Recounting a chair that but, no one's seen yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> It's <a> basic, <laughs> isn't it? I feel like we should try and tell a chair story that is funny, you Now, Have you got a funny chair story? I, w- <laughs> I was on a, a... When I was living in rental accommodation, I was on a small two-seater velour sofa during the day when I should have been teaching children. I'd taken the day off. And God punished me because as I was watching daytime telly and I was just in my pants, I uh, cocked my leg to uh, let out a fart... <laughs> And I fully filled my pants full of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Did any go on the the chair? Weirdly, here's the
4: thing.
3: (laughs) Here's the weird thing. Because I am an unashamed brief wearer, none did go on the velour (laughs) sofa. It could have been awful. And I really remember walking to the (laughs) toilet But I think it's... I think it's unusual, even when, it, when you've got a tummy complaint, to go from naught to 100 miles an hour like that. <laughs> Normally, there would be a sort of... Oh, I'm, just, I'm not sure I'm feeling all that well. But not, not for, oh, yeah, I wonder what's on this morning, to... Just a full payload. Yeah.
0: When I was at school, it, you, um... It was sort of frowned upon to use the toilets to poo in, right? You're, you're yeah. a, when you're seven or eight, you couldn't... If anyone did a poo in the toilet, then people would climb up and laugh at them, and yeah. you, people would, you, you, you had, you're meant to poo at There's home. There's a
3: boy in my school um, who still lives in my hometown <laughs> yeah. and who is still called Poo Boy for that very reason. And that is absolutely true. He's um, the son of the now-dead uh, local news agent. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
4: still
3: called Poo Boy never shit in a I, school I, toilet I knew shit,
0: twice I'd chat in my pants rather than go to the toilet
3: what <laughs> a full shit
0: a <laughs> <laughs> mortal like I was in the sick
3: room I, was fe- I said I was feeling unwell hang on mate hang on so you needed a shit yeah. and you logically as a child thought <laughs> yeah. to yourself I can't risk being embarrassed by my schoolmates, so yeah. I'm going to do a full turd <laughs> in- yeah I was in the sick
0: room, because I wasn't feeling very well, so that was part of the reason. the yeah. Uh, the, yeah. yeah. And I remember the teacher came in and checked on me every now and again, and once I'd completely pooed myself, they came in, they went, you might as well
3: go home now. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd smelt the poo. There I mean, I would assume so. There wasn't a toilet attached to the sick room? No. So you just thought, like, I'm going f- yeah, well, <laughs> to fully do a shit in and my And everyone butt.
0: was in lessons still, so I could have snuck in and used...
3: It would have been the, one of the tiny toilets from the first years in the middle school. You know, um, when I was at um, primary school... I'm I'm not sure... What I'm worried about doing this podcast is that I am a a middle-aged man now and I won't remember any of the stories I told last time, so I'm probably going to repeat myself. When I was at primary
0: school... Your poo stars are so delightful, Greg. They they bear bear a second lesson, don't they? This isn't a...
3: I was was in primary school and I threw a girl's pencil across the classroom in an act of unprovoked spite. (laughs) And... um, the, the head teacher, Mr. Lowe, yep, him, now yeah. dead, um, <laughs> he saw me throw the pants across the classroom and he grabbed me and he picked me up and he put me on the table. And we were like in group tables, so all, a little group all sat around one big yeah. table dotted around the classroom. He grabbed me and he went, I saw that boy, and he put me on the table. And just in sheer fear, I just pissed myself. <laughs> and so it was just. <laughs> It's, I think it's my earliest school memory of me just fully pissing all over a table that my friend, my best friends were sitting round. <laughs> yeah. And it all sputtering. And, and, and it really scared Mr Lowe. You could see, you go, I wasn't expecting him to t- piss himself. But he knew he had to style it out. So he's like, well, uh, well, yeah, that's it. You, you've sort of soiled yourself now. As if, of course, that's what happens. That's what happens if you throw a girl's pencil across a classroom. <laughs> now you've pissed over a table. <laughs> you now must go and change. And they took me away. Anyway, uh, as a consequence of that, for, I mean, 25 years, I was known as tabletop in my <laughs> throughout my whole secondary school. Now, simultaneously, in another classroom, Miss Locks's classroom, uh, my friend Stephen Jones had shut himself, <laughs> I, I think, on the, s- <laughs> the same day. So I became known as Tabletop, and he became known as um, Kakiass. <laughs> and we sort of developed a, a, a bond over yeah. the, the years. So I would go past him and go... <laughs> and he would go... <laughs> s- <laughs> for years. Yeah. About three years ago, we had a school reunion uh, in a local pub. Like, like, I went to school in the... the 1979. And as I was put up to the pub in my car, I thought, that's khaki. <laughs> that's khaki-ass at the cash point outside the pub. And he had his back to me, and I wound my window down, and I went... Oh, I haven't seen him for 30 years. I wound my window down, and I went... Pfft. And without turning around, he went... Psss. Incredible. didn't even... Check, it was me. Like, oh, I know that. I know my old foe.
4: <laughs>
0: oh, good. Uh, so,
4: uh,
0: uh, you, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to do all things that have happened since 2014 when you were last on. Okay. A lot of bad I, stuff's happened. I haven't pooed myself, <laughs> but <laughs> a lot of bad stuff's happened. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I've pooed myself since 2014 not in any serious way. Uh, not...
3: yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Just in a loose middle aged way.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well we're both you, we're both in our 50s now, which are we when you 50? I don't know whether I'm in my 50s. Yeah.
3: Well you're 50. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you're in. You're not in your 50s. You're, so you're in. 51, I don't no, think. You're in.
3: you're in. No, I'm 50. <laughs>
0: There's which a distinction. Is,
3: which there. is one of the fifties. One of the, the ten fifties. I don't think it is. I think the uh, <laughs> I think the decades are marked by separate entities, and this is a year of youthful exuberance. Okay. <laughs> I'm fifty one, so I'm
0: definitely in my fifties. Fuck it Well right into my fifties. Amazed you haven't shut yourself. <laughs> Granddad. <laughs> You said, "Well, I think you said in your your absolutely excellent uh, stand-up special that's on uh, Netflix." You magnificent beast. Thank you, Richard. Um, uh, what I love about this job is it's my job on a Monday to just watch you do comedy for an hour. It's very good. Uh, so you said, "I think you have less to look forward to." At Fifty, or certainly in an interview, maybe if not in the show. Yeah. Did you, you really feel like that? Do you feel like life's ebbing away? I.
3: I yeah. I mean, I'm... I. I think it really broadsides you, 50. I think you can't... I I can't quite believe it. I was talking to a a, a mate of mine who... And and we were literally, yesterday, what feels like yesterday, fantasising about what our lives would be like when we were 30. And all of a sudden, it's like, bang! It ah, is quick.
4: Fuck! Fuck.
3: I know it's a cliche, but it is like, what the fuck? I sort of feel
0: like... 30 to 50 is like, you know, like there's that experiment where doctors were sucking out people's hypothalamus to see what would happen. Yeah. Uh, and then it, they lost all their memories. <laughs> I sort of feel like that's what happens. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, yeah, I love it. You know, just, oh. <laughs> and then you've woken up the next day and you go, but I'm still 30. That's my long-term yeah. memory. Uh, so that's, that's quite bad. Yeah, it's I mean, You have nothing in your life, though. I've got two children. So, yeah, you, know, yeah it's there, you, you literally have no... I I had
3: to put all my energy into my career. (laughs)
0: Obviously, I would prefer to be doing the stuff
3: you're doing, but, of course. I, but I, I, of have, course. I have two children, and that's a good consolation prize. A really good friend of mine said to me the other day, and he was not joking, he was not trying to get a reaction out of me, he said, oh, I think if I had my time, I'd go, I'd go back now and I wouldn't have the kids, I'd just, I'd just get a couple of dogs, probably, and I went, you mean if you could literally go back in time now, you would erase your children? He goes, Yeah, I think so, probably. Yeah, yeah, on balance, I think so, because all, all they do is uh, complain and look on the internet.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I do that voice for all my impressions of all, all my friends. Yeah, um, I don't... my my, be... my probably my bestie mate. Uh... Um, lived with me um, a couple of years ago because, um, um, well, you don't need to know this, this is unnecessary detail, he <laughs> <it> got divorced. <laughs> uh, and we were like two 49-year-old losers. Yeah. But I, fuck, I just fucking loved it. It was, it was like a reliving... Just going back to being a student and we lived like students and we had curry every day and just got drunk all the time it was great and I'm sorry yeah. that he's now happy in another relationship <laughs> because it was such great fun anyway he does talk a bit like that and um, uh, I said to him one Sunday I'm going for um, I'm gonna go and have a meal with a couple of other mates Do you want to come and he went yeah. <laughs> I don't know why this is, makes me laugh so much. And uh, maybe... I was like, right. He went, um... Yeah, I don't see... Um, I don't see why not, because uh, all I've had to eat today is an individual cherry-bake and a bowl of... <laughs> and a bowl of cheese. <laughs> hey, what the fuck are you talking about? He said it, He said it as if... Well, that's why everyone, I mean, you know, everybody, when, they're, uh, when they've not planned their meals, just settle for that famous British meal, a bowl of cheese. You know, people, everyone has a bowl of cheese. No, they fucking, no, they fucking don't. It's a bowl of cheese, yeah. Yeah. Can I tell you another story about this? Yes, please. When I... uh, Oh, no. I shouldn't have used his uh, actual name. (laughs) This is a different mate, actually. (laughs) It's a different mate. uh, Who does have the same voice as that (laughs) guy. His name's uh, Tony. And, um... It was in the '90s when I was teaching, yeah. and there were two really attractive <laughs> teachers, both of whom I really fancied and was desperately try- trying to impress, and they were having a <laughs> 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 they were having a conversation about how disappointing the male fantasy of two women being together is. They were sort of saying it's just pathetic that that's men 's default setting that they think that you know. That women are all uh, 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 sort of gorging on each other and, and whatever that male that, that male fantasy exists, and they were saying it was pathetic and predictable. Yeah. And of course, I was trying to impress them, so I was pretending that I find um, the idea of two women together on a peeling as well. So I was going, oh "God, it's pathetic, isn't it? It's just is that the best you can do? Just imagining two women being together? God Almighty, yeah." And then Tony came in. And he came in, it was a break time, and he went, um, all right? And we went, all right, Tone. And he goes, um, we are you talking about? And one of the girls went, oh, we're just talking about them, you know, the male fantasy of two, two women being together. And before she could say anything else, he went, oh, my God. Oh, my God. The thought of you two... T- Let me tell you the whole quote, it's astounding. The thought of you two, tender chickens, (laughs) pecking away at each other, is more than I can bear. (laughs) Pecking away at each other, it's offensive, it's offensive on so many levels.
4: Tender!
3: <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Oh, God, they were a bit frosty, weren't they?
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, oh,
0: frosty.
3: <laughs> yes. I think...
0: um I was interesting about your stand up and, like, as a 49, 50 year old man as you're doing this show, is that your glee is still, your childish glee is still there. With my, I've done a show about turning 40 and a show about turning 50, and they're both sort of a little bit, the 41 more so than the 51, really, about, going, oh God, can I carry on being childish and yeah. I'm going to, you know, is it the end because I'm too old? You don't seem to have the same
3: concerns. No, I don't. It's just a sort of celebration of you know, m- silliness, much to the detriment of my personal <laughs> life. But I think, I think I am. Um, you know, I, it's, I, it's well documented. I grew up in a house where, with a in- in- sensationally childish father, yes. a, So I think the die was cast. Yeah. But yeah, of course, we're all just, you know, we're all going to die soon, aren't we? So <laughs> yeah. May but as well be silly while we can.
0: It is. I mean, it's incredibly yeah. funny. It generally is a such funny show, and there's no I mean, there's a little bit... Because there's a little bit about your dad, so there's a little bit of, uh, like, a soup song of, like, emotion in there, but yeah. it's always undercut, really. It's just great. You know, there's so many stand-up specials and stand-ups doing this worthy and serious and doing dead dad shows that are like, uh, um, you know, yeah, my dad died
3: but, you know, but f- it's, it's, it's so much fun just to see someone being silly and but I think fun. that's fine uh, uh, if that's what if, yeah. if, if you need to get it off your chest in a public forum that's fine but I choose not to <laughs> yeah. be sad on stage but yeah. I think it's okay if that's a, a good way of you dealing with it but you know I, I only mentioned uh, I, I would uh, the thing I love about stand-up is that y- you're in um, absolute control of what you release yeah yeah so I would mention that he's died, but only because I want to say a funny thing that he. Yeah, it's a way into.
0: Yeah, but you know, but it's, it's interesting. Saying something like, well, but joyous but, about him. Sure, I but mean, yeah. it's still a love. It's a lovely tribute for that because that's the kind of man he obviously was as well. Yeah. Uh, and but you know, c- critically, I guess you know, the, I don't think I've laughed at you know many stand-up shows as much as I laughed at your one. But you know, critically, people go, you know, oh, where's the. Where's the depth to it, or you know? Well, they there. might. It's there. It they is just, there. They
3: just need to look a bit fucking up.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got a quite a good review from Brian Logan in the garden. I don't know if you read your reviews, but,
3: it's, but I read that one. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a four star that read like a one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a <laughs> four stars. He's such
0: a sniffy... I mean, he's, he's the archetypal reviewer who wants every stand-up show to be what he would do if he was doing a stand-up yeah, show, yeah. which is a political stand-up show, basically. I don't know, you know. I mean, but, he
3: gave me four stars. So he, yeah. must, he must be all right. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he
0: gave me four stars as well after he nearly... Uh, I nearly got him sacked from The Guardian, so he had to. So uh, it's um, <laughs> a long, st- long story. But he does mention in that review, I think, a, a routine that is, at least isn't in the Netflix live show. It, is, the, is the Netflix live show shorter than the... Yeah, I had to chop it down to yeah. an hour, yeah. yeah. I don't know
3: why they like he that.
0: mentions uh, a routine about Dr. Dicklifter. Dr. Dicklifter, yeah. yeah. Is that. I don't think that's in the Netflix special. Did I take that out? I think so.
3: I don't I, yeah. you know. I might. Well, that's a... Hun- uh, like most of it, it's just 100% truth. Yeah. Do you want me to tell it?
0: Yeah, I mean, I was interested to know, but I, I had a, a massage who, a guy who wants to come my penis I, a lot.
3: I mean, it is, a, it is on the surface a yeah. genuine story of uh, awful sexual assault. <laughs> 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 I had to go for a medical. We, when you do any kind of teleproject, you have to go for um, a, a standard medical... And in my opinion, it's largely a pointless exercise. It's so that they can say you've been sent for a medical. And you normally get sent to one particular doctor in, um, (laughs) uh, what's it called? Harley Street. Oh, yeah, okay. Who who really, uh, who's lovely, but largely just says, How are you? Are you all right? (laughs) And then he talks about his son for about ten minutes. And then you leave after he listens to your heart. But then I got sent for this one show to a different doctor I'd never met. And, he, um, and I have a massive fear of authority. Some of my friends called me FOA because anyone in any position of authority, I'll do whatever they say. Yeah. He went, oh, well, you were a quick medical, oh we? He was about 70. He goes, I had a little look at you, and then the uh, old pop behind the old, uh, pop behind the old uh, screen and uh, to pop your clothes off. And I went, <laughs> oh, I, I didn't have to... I don't normally have to take... It. You know, if you could pop your clothes off, that would be good. <laughs> So I just did it straight away, down to my pants. And he came in, and he tapped my knee like like that, because that's really important. Then he listened to my heart, then he took my blood pressure. And then, just with no warning whatsoever, he just took my pants and went... And I went... Because I wasn't expecting someone to expose my penis. And then... He was talking, this is my face, he was talking to me and he just took hold of the tip of my penis and lifted it two inches in the air so it was upright and then he just carried on going, how long are you How long are you filming for? <laughs> Lovely, it must be quite the life. Quite the life being an actor. Then he held it for about, um, I worked out because there was a clock behind him. Right? <laughs> uh, I worked out he held my penis upright for three minutes while he was talking to me and then he uh, popped it down and I went home and went "Um, I don't think that's a medical Um, I can't think of any reason why why to make you sure you're fit for filming you have to have your penis lifted three inches in the air and held by a 70 year old man and it Sort of troubled me. I mean, he didn't do anything with it. He just yeah. held it. <laughs> and then I went on set. And I, uh, and I saw the director, who's um, about ten years younger than me, and buff, and much better looking. And uh, I went, do you, um, do you have to go for the medical for the thing? He goes, yeah, 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 I did. And I could see he was a bit shifty. And I went, was it, um... <laughs> Was that alright that pan out alright he went yeah yeah no it's fine it's fine and I went is anything strange Because goes yeah, well, he goes actually yes did. <laughs> something did happen he, he, he grabbed my dick and um, and it lifted it in the air and I went right <laughs> he did the same to me he goes I know Well, thank god it's weird <laughs> it's weird right I said it's fucking weird and this is absolutely true he goes honestly god it's the l- longest five minutes of my life <laughs> and, and I was genuinely furious. <laughs> he held his dick for longer. Maybe
0: he was timing like a, he was boiling an egg or something and he needed to time it. <laughs> yes, no, uh, and he saw it he was hard-boiled for the what, other so guy. So the lifting of my dick was in, <laughs> incidental? That was just the way he did it. My, my like, dick my... doesn't keep time, Richard. <laughs> But maybe to him it's maybe he's counting the <laughs> your pulse or something. You oh, get,
3: you get. <laughs> that's why I took my that's why I listened to my heart first to make sure, <laughs> to make sure that my heart was keeping perfect time, and then in order to boil his egg, he was able to feel my pulse through my lifted penis. Yes, <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> oh dear. Good. I don't know
0: why that didn't make it onto the Netflix special. That's good. So, um, <laughs> I think what's interesting you talk about your dad and and your dad um, making up lots of stories mm. for you and, and playing tricks on you, making stuff up. Yeah. Which sort of that makes me wonder because a lot of things you talk about in your show are. <coughs> mildly unbelievable
3: they're not but they are true well but that's what your dad
0: would say is that is no, it, are you, no, are they you're are. carrying
3: the torch but they are and I, you, yeah they are yeah. but that's what I find funny and I think that is you know when lots of comedians are trying to find the truth in their comedy I literally I literally find things that genuinely happen the funniest yeah. and the only thing I'm guilty of is, is merging stories and you know messing around with timelines but the, the the starting point, the the thing that's made me laugh, yep. normally happened. Yeah, you would say that, wouldn't you? No, but it's yeah, true. If you're
0: a big liar, you
4: yeah.
0: would say <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, so, well, it was when I met you, we were talking about uh, Rick, and you had just done the first series of Man Down. I think when we last talked on here, yeah, and uh, and then obviously that same year, we lost Rick, and you, you also lost your dad as well. Yeah, that was a pretty within
3: two months. I yeah. think because a double dad death. Yeah. Impressive, <laughs> impressive to lose a fictitious dad yeah. and a real dad in one year. Yeah,
0: yeah. How, how did how did you cope with it? Really, was it was it? Oh, it was horrible. I mean, it was bad enough me never having met Rick Mail. I was so I, the other day I was interviewed for the Young Ones documentary, and I I don't cry all the time. I'm crying now, <laughs> uh, and I told you about crying in the last podcast. But I I was started <laughs> talking about Rick Mail, and I generally started crying. Did in you? the interview? They only used it because no one's.
3: No, well, said, no they wouldn't are. want the, <laughs> the, the man. insane man on their program. <laughs> there's,
0: a lot, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of me crying on the cutting room floor <laughs> of Pointless and Rick Bale, young ones sort of interest. But, it, you know, you've been working with him, and he was such a big part of that show. And I think, you've, you know... And it was a lifetime
3: ambition for yeah, me. Course, I yeah. never thought I would ever work with him or yeah. meet him or, have a, you know, have anything. And then, then I'm being invited round to his house for tea and planning shows. And, yeah, it was, ter- it was terribly, terribly sad. But the reason it was sad for me is because he was still, you know, he had that awful accident in the 90s and, yeah. and was clearly affected by that. Um, ongoing, you know, it was it had an ongoing effect on him because he that almost killed him. In fact, he was dead for five days. I think he he loved that telling people that. Yeah, I heard him tell that story at least three times because he uh, was dead for longer than Christ was, (laughs) 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 but um, it was dreadful. the Reason I didn't know him well, there's no point in me pretending that we were best friends, you know, we worked on one series of a thing together. Yeah. But it was terribly sad for me because he was so full of being still, and he was still he wasn't old, he was only no. mid 50s, and um, same sort of age as you, yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I could be popping off <laughs> and um, yeah, he was just so uh, enthusiastic and full of life, and yeah, yeah there was no. Uh, the, there was no sort of complacency on set. He just wanted to be as funny as possible and, yeah, as mad as possible.
0: So was it a difficult decision to carry on with Man Down? Or was no, that wasn't
3: that wasn't, yeah. that w- wasn't uh, difficult because uh, the, the easy decision was not to replace him. That, yeah. that was, it was... We were never not going to carry on with it, but um, the only thing that could have been tricky is do you try and get someone to play that father role? And, uh, I mean, I decided that in about ten seconds. There's no point. 10. ridiculous isn't it, well, uh, it would who would say yes <laughs> yeah. do you want to or take over would. from Rick Mail? someone yeah.
0: would and it would be you know you see that sitcom where, some, where a character has been replaced even if it's not exactly the same character and it's yeah. always but when a major character goes for setting, yeah. but it was very moving that the episode you did was a the the first one you did was a very moving kind of homage
3: to both I hope so uh, yeah it was really uh, yeah it was very hard to write Uh, it was very it's the hardest thing I've done in this silly business is to write a show about a father dying sort of after my actual dad had died and the character who played (laughs) my dad had died was about just about the hardest thing yeah yeah Oh. Oh. (laughs) oh boho (laughs) my My dad's
0: still alive, so it's
3: uh, eight. He's eight. <laughs> Last time I checked,
0: so it's... Uh, it's, uh... <laughs> it's great, I've got both of them still the it's great. Uh, so... <laughs> um... well,
3: I'm, I'm really pleased for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you joke in the show... My mum's all right. Your, your mum's fine. Yeah. Uh, we... Uh... <laughs> Well, you joke in the show about you know you're taking so much material from your parents, and so you know you're quite you're funny about saying your dad dying has, just, has
3: screwed that up a bit for you. But yeah, yeah did your, did your
0: mum was your mum really resistant to you doing something? You do you still do do a lot about your mum in the. In I the do, New and
3: York. I just can't get away from it. I, I and I try to because I, I, I just did a gig over at the comedy store just now. And I said, foolishly, I do panic that I, I might come across on stage as having a sort of Savile-esque relationship. <laughs> it's gone down just as badly here, But I mean, You know that sort of obsessional, yeah. weird middle-aged man talking about his mum's tea. <laughs> and so I do, I do genuinely, constantly... Uh, uh, yeah, that's the only similarity I have with Savile. <laughs> <laughs> so I do sort of constantly vowed I'm never going to talk about her again and she's happy about that she's like good I think it is time you moved on now (laughs) and and stopped and then and here's an example of what then happens (laughs) um and this happened um a few weeks ago I vowed since that show where I once again focus massively on the stupid things she says um I was round at her best mate's house a few weeks ago. We went for drinks because her daughter was visiting. And um, we are having a glass of wine and they were talking about um, what it was like being pregnant in, with me and with her daughter in the 1960s, what it was like. And there were two things that I, I was... I remember thinking, don't, don't remember this, don't write it down, don't write it down, you don't talk about her anymore... And she goes, because the first thing she said was, because, of, um, of course, I was absolutely repulsed by pregnancy. And I went, ah, oh, OK. Thank you. She goes, it's disgusting. I couldn't wait to get you out of me. And I went, OK. And then she said, um, then, uh, of course, uh, I gave up smoking uh, with you. But I didn't bother with your sister. <laughs> and I went, OK why she goes well isn't it obvious and I said no she goes well you're a giant aren't you <laughs> and I had, um, I had an awful time giving birth to you and I'd, I'd read in a paper that women who smoke are in danger of giving birth to <laughs> underdeveloped infants and I thought that would make it easier for me <laughs> I mean it's incredible isn't it I said, well, you, you tried to shrink my sister in the womb. <laughs> what are you, a fucking 17th century witch? <laughs> so I just can't imagine she's ever going to stop yeah. uh, making me laugh. Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
0: I was thinking about Jimmy Savile's mum the other day. Oh, yeah? Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Difficult wank. (laughs) When you get older, you've got to take a run-up at it. (laughs) You need to go dark sometimes. (laughs) I know. She didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> no. She didn't do
0: anything wrong. You know he kept, like, all her clothes oh, in, like, Christ, yeah, in his flat. He? And he tried to them every year, I think, or something like That's that. That's right, yeah. Uh, we don't know why he did
3: that. Uh, but, um... <laughs> do you think... <laughs> I'd never even you thought... Know, do you know? I think you're being a bit harsh on Jimmy Savile. <laughs> Sorry. So judge him by your dirty standards... <laughs> What do you think
0: happened to all of her clothes when he died? Do you think, like, someone's walking around wearing Jimmy Savile's mum's dress? Or do you think they were, like... Because the gravestone got all smashed up and destroyed, didn't it? Yeah. Didn't they destroy... did think they got burned? I don't think or there'd be a big they... market for them. <laughs> <laughs> they might just go to charity shop, though, I don't they? think Scope would be advertising. <laughs> I wonder what happened to them. He looked after them so well. <laughs> yeah. um, so... You are hosting the Royal Variety performance. Shortly. Yes, I am. How's that? How's that? Trust me, be? isn't
3: it? It's another thing that I've done for my mum. Right. Yeah, just uh, in between getting all her clothes dry cleaned. She's <laughs> <laughs> fine if she's alive. I think that's a nice thing if she's alive. I don't know. How, I don't know how that'll be because I don't. You know, if you've watched even ten minutes of any of my stand-up shows, <laughs> you know it's just absolutely disgusting unsayable filth and yeah. i think it's um uh it, it's, it i've done it before i've done it as okay. a as a comic right. and um it was fine but it's not my crowd <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm the host. So I don't know. We'll see. You know. What I've are you planning
0: on? I mean, you know, don't,
3: what are you going to... I've got some ideas. I don't know whether they'll work or not in front of that crowd. I don't is know. That, is the but Queen in? Is the, do, you know, do you know which one? No. The, it's not, I can tell you it's not the Queen, but I'm not, I don't think I'm allowed to tell you who the royals are for some Cause protocol. Is, is it because it's Prince Andrew? So, <laughs> I'm not telling I don't think I'm allowed to tell you. Okay. I won't. I won't. Put I don't in. care. I'll tell you. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you off stage. Yeah. And I'll meet all of you individually, <laughs> and I'll tell you. I'm just not going to tell you on this. Okay. I don't want to get. And office. no one cares. I, um, but I, I think, think it. it'll be nice. Yeah. And there's some nice comics on the bill, and uh, it'd be all right, won't it?
0: Yeah. It should be fun. Yeah. I don't. See, I just don't. I wouldn't know where to start. I mean, it's no, not nor do I. To, it's not likely to happen to me. But. Nor do
3: I. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting.
0: Yeah, and you were on uh, Who Do You Think You Are which is what I, the only reason I'd like to be as famous as you is so I could go on Who Do You Think You Are
3: it's the best thing so, yeah. it's such a shame you won't get to do it it is, yeah. it, is <laughs> it is the best thing and is there loads that doesn't get on the telly is, do you know what disappoint, it's disappointing some of the stuff that doesn't get on the telly yeah. and, and even to the extent and I understand why they have to do it because they have to edit the complicated stories down yeah but I was find it—they were cutting whole humans out of the story. Right. There were sort of whole, like sisters of characters who died in weird circumstances, and they were um, chopping it out. And they chopped out this um, amazing thing. We, we met—we met this expert. They have, you meet these experts on the journey, and we met this um, expert from a Welsh university, who came off script. The producer, understandably, is trying to stick to the story of finding out. It was finding out who my grandmother's dad was because we as a family have never known and they found out who who her dad was on this bizarre program. But we met this um, guy and he was talking about um, courting techniques in rural Wales (laughs) at the time. And there was a courting technique known as bundling and this didn't make it on the show and it's my favourite thing I learnt on the whole journey. That at that time, because I, I was saying it would be a scandal for my um, great-grandmother to be pregnant out of wedlock, surely. and Now, my great-great-grandmother to be pregnant out of wedlock. And he said, no, it wouldn't have been. It only became a scandal sort of early 1900s. Right. In the late 1800s, there was nothing scandalous about getting pregnant out of wedlock in rural Wales <laughs> because there was a technique called bundling where, and this was widely practiced, where a young man would go to a farm and sneak into the d- one of the daughter's bedrooms and have sex with her and then if she got pregnant he knew that he got a good one there and uh, then they would get married right. because there was no point in marrying her, uh, a woman unless she could give him loads of kids to work right. on his remote farm where they'd all be really unhappy and want to kill themselves. <laughs>
0: When they're going and bundling, it's with people that they that want to be bundled, though, right?
3: Oh yeah, yeah, Because yeah. not...
0: it just sounded a little bit rapey the oh, way you no, described it. No. it just, which is why I think, why no, I, I think everyone's got a bit quiet. It's gone a bit quiet. A bit quiet.
3: <laughs> and I did think this is an interesting story, you fucking assholes. No, sorry, I, I should make it very clear that the that the daughter of the family would open the door and welcome the young man in. <laughs> I found most interesting about the whole story was it was totally okay to rape people <laughs> um, in the 1800s. Have you noticed the voice I'm using? <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh... so there was nothing scandalous no. in, in um, rural Wales about getting knocked up in, in the late 1800s. Right. And it was the government who decided, I've seen the, the government paper that basically said, all these fucking farmers are all... They're all banging each other and having a great time <laughs> getting pregnant we've got to get them into church. One of your ancestors is a ghost as well. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> One of your
0: ancestors is a ghost. One of your ancestors died in like a car
3: accident or something. What oh, was yeah. yeah. And yeah. then people have said he haunts it. That he still. haunts the valley, yeah. yeah. Of course he doesn't because ghosts don't <laughs> exist. <laughs> but the locals seem to think that he, my great-great-grandfather, still uh, marches around the valley, yeah. Yeah. Well, why would they think if it, it isn't true? Oh, it must be then. <laughs> It'd be good to have an
0: ancestor do as a ghost. I'd, I'd going, I just thought they would try and film you with the ghost. Mm. Did they spend any time doing that? <laughs> Trying to film you no, with they a... didn't.
3: They didn't try and film me with a ghost, Rich. Okay.
0: <laughs> so I, that's why I'm not the producer of Who You Think You Are, I guess. I'd <laughs> have spent most of the budget on that. <laughs> <laughs> you waited at night in that valley. <laughs> come on if we get this and you can go hey what was it like being he was a bit of a rum and wanted that guy
3: well see for yourself there he is who do you are where do you think that came from (laughs) that all ghosts go (laughs) they're not happy about being ghosts
0: are they I I reckon I'd be quite happy about it because you go it's a bit of extra time isn't it
3: better than being dead I'd be going (laughs) I'd be the thumbs (laughs) up ghost (laughs) Wuthering Heights would have a very different story with you as the ghost. Heathcliff! At <laughs> 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 <And>
4: the window. Kathy! <laughs> <Coffee?
3: laughs> it's alright. It's alright. Can I come in? <laughs> with your consent. <laughs>
0: Uh, oh, got, this is an emergency question that I've noticed uh, in the, it was in the Daily, It's asked in the Daily Express It's exclusively asked to women And I find that sexist So I'm going to ask it to my male guests
3: from now on Okay, good This is the Daily Express's hope uh, it's about my vagina Daily Express's
0: <laughs> Daily Express's question What's your beauty secret? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. don't, men, men don't get asked this question ever you're oh, a very sexy man. Women thanks. like you. I've, I've read British Comedy Guide, not the British Comedy Guide, British Dirty Britcom Confessions.
3: Yeah, yeah. There's more up. Oh, there are, there are three mentally deranged women who <laughs> post directly on there.
0: There's one that all are very much about wanting to be on Taskmaster and you are, are asking for tasks and re- the rewards of taking your clothes off <laughs> and then having sex in front of the studio. Audience wants to be film and looking at yourself on a big screen. That's a new one. <laughs> Would that, you do- that's what I want. <laughs> no, that's, that's what the... I'm guessing young lady, but, you know, maybe a young man. Oh. Do you have a a beauty secret? Do you have
3: a regime? Yeah, I suppose the the one... um, (coughs) The one vain thing I do that I'm amazed I'm admitting to (laughs) is (laughs) is, um, that I uh, put a little bit of dye in my um, beard. Okay. Yeah. Um, There was um, a man over in my park uh, who runs the local cafe... (laughs) who said, and this is just genuinely how he talks, he went, he went, no, no, no. And I went, what? He goes, this, no. And I went, oh, you don't like it? He goes, no, you look a 100 years of age. Um, you've got to draw some Just For Men through that. So I do draw a little bit through the sides to stop me looking like Santa. And that's
0: the only thing I do. Yeah. You look like Tim Allen halfway to transitioning to Santa though, in the Santa Claus. Thanks, That's right? It's a, a handsome It's a good-looking man. I didn't expect that question to get like such a revelation. That'll be in
3: the that'll be in the Daily Express
0: you think? once this comes out.
3: Yeah, that'll be the front page. Can't really tell, but if I don't put a little bit in, it's just totally white, and it just yeah. makes me look sixty-five. So okay, yeah.
0: This is all this is all natural. My my one is it?
3: Yeah. This is, all, this is all naturally I'd never go full Noel Edmonds but I don't <laughs> think I don't think there's any shame in taking the edge off it no. can
0: you be sure because surely Noel Edmonds never thought he would go like with Noel Edmonds it was it was quite subtle and then suddenly one week on suddenly start- it no it deal it just went like he was a just looked like children's
3: felt <laughs> all of a sudden. it's an act of madness <laughs> to look in the mirror and go yeah I think yeah I think look, I think we'll get away with that you won't know. You won't.
0: What did the production team did? Then he turned up like they because they wouldn't have been able
3: to. Oh, I think they're too busy looking in the mirror and going, "Oh God!" <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd be doing films by now. Right. Um, here is an emergency question. It's hot as fucking air, isn't it? Is it? No. Oh no! The old heart. <laughs>
0: If you go, if during this interview, we'll put out as a tribute to you, including, <laughs> Thanks, including your death and death rattle, Thanks. and I'll much. be laughing for a bit because I'll think you're joking and then we'll go, <laughs> and then I'll pull a serious face at the end when I know You do a show about it? <laughs> yeah, I do a show. It might be my step up to the big time. My God, who do you think you are? The man who murdered Greg Davies. <laughs> right. Through laughter. Um, what what's the fuck is this? what's the most impressive what's the... I don't even understand this question I'm going to ask it to you I wrote it what's the most impressive place that you have revealed you're naked
3: is that doesn't gone to print <laughs> doesn't make sense fucking
0: hell is it self-published though Is it self-published? What's the most... No, it's gone through a proper publisher. Someone's pre that and gone, yep. <laughs> <laughs> What's the most impressive place that you've revealed you're naked? Not where you've been naked. <laughs> where I've revealed my naked.
3: <laughs> hey,
0: I'm naked.
3: I don't, I don't think I've ever revealed my uh, naked <laughs> anywhere impressive. Okay. I don't really like. Being naked, I don't even like looking at myself naked, but I can tell you that the freest I've ever felt <laughs> naked yeah. was on a hillside in Spain. Um, and someone had bought me a kaftan, and I went out in the place I was staying very early morning. And my girlfriend at the time was in bed, and uh, it was 6 a.m. in the morning. And I went out in my kaftan, and I stood on the side of a mountain, and I lifted my kaftan up. <laughs> And I just urinated off the mountain without touching my penis. And I don't think you've ever done that. It is... Oh, man, it is so liberating. All of the men here, and the women, I guess, it might be a bit more messy, you must go home and try and have a wee with your hands behind your head. It's so freeing. It's like returning to the wild. So I guess that's um, the best way I've revealed my naked...
0: Usually you've got someone to hold it for you as well. That's the thing. Isn't it? So <laughs> it's, uh, maybe that's
3: what he was up to.
0: Maybe it's just, come on. It's, you yeah, it. it's time for the I urine it, sample. I needed it
3: lifted by three inches.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> okay, here's a question for you, I think. I think you'll like this one. Would you rather be the face of a twin, mostly absorbed in utero, staring out the stomach of your otherwise <laughs> regular twin? <laughs> You'd be able to think independently and talk and pass comments on what they were up to. <laughs> Look how pleased and you are. chat with them when they're lonely or when you're lonely or be the prisoner. <laughs> <laughs> this is quite near the end of the book. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I do the last couple hundred quite quickly. This is you be... <laughs> draining the remains of a bottle of whiskey and going, fuck it. Watching the word count creep up. Fuck it.
0: <laughs> or be the prisoner of a Randy Bigfoot who, is, <laughs> who so far has treated you kindly enough but has a look in its eye. <laughs> <Some
3: of those. laughs> oh, what? So. Uh, <laughs> Just distilling those down a bit. Well, you are either
0: the twin, the abs, main, mainly absorbed twin of it, someone else in the stomach, I would guess, of like a bit like the uh, guess Total Recall, that little baby in Total Recall. Oh,
3: so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just a small face within someone else's stomach. Yeah, but you've got, you've got your independent. Thought. Would I rather be that? Yeah. or Would I rather <laughs> risk being potentially fucked by a Sasquatch? Then <laughs> well, a bigfoot is a different thing, but yeah. Is a Bigfoot a different thing to a Sasquatch?
0: they come from different regions. (laughs) That's like saying, you know, uh, uh, an African elephant's the same as an Indian elephant and they've
3: got different ears. Okay. (laughs) What's the key physiological difference between Sasquatch and Bigfoot? (laughs) I don't know, though. I just uh, want to know whether it's it's a giant penis. It's
0: just... (laughs) (laughs) just, just,
3: Well, Richard, in answer to your question, I, I I think I would prefer the freedom of um, moving around and fending for myself and the small chance that the Bigfoot wouldn't fuck me (laughs) than being absorbed within someone else's stomach. So I think that would be my answer, yeah.
0: There's another question. (laughs) Would you rather have the living face of your own twin who you had mostly absorbed in utero... Staring out of your stomach. Yeah, it would be able to think independently and talk and pass comment on what you were up to and chat with you when you're lonely. Yeah, or live on top of the pole in the desert for thirty years like Simeon Stylites. <laughs> 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 oh, so this time, you're you you know it's just a twin, kind of friendly little. Yeah.
3: Clock face. It's all about freedom of movement for me, really. Yeah. Which, which, and I don't want to be trapped in someone else's stomach, and I don't want to live on top of a pole... Okay. ...like uh, David Blaine. So, um... <laughs> for 30 years? Yeah, I would, uh, I would okay. have a small voice in my stomach.
0: Okay, in that case. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, it feels like you've been asked that before. Yeah. <laughs> From the way you've responded quite angrily. Have you got a twin in utero? I've seen your stomach, there's nothing in there. Um... You have a see-through toaster. Yes, yeah. this what show, the showbiz life has become?
3: Alex Horn's really, really jealous of it. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, genuinely furious that he wants a see-through toaster. And I can't say that I'm at all excited by it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you can it, see your toast? You can see it going brown and think, yeah. oh, yeah, that's brown enough. But there is a design flaw because who sits watching? <laughs> the point of a toaster is it automatically does your toast for you, yeah. right? So if you're having to sit watching it go brown,
4: yeah.
3: then it's... Um, I'll tell you what it is, Rich. Yeah. It's a solution looking for a problem.
0: <laughs> OK. So we should talk about Taskmaster. You are the Taskmaster.
3: Undeniably.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's a fantastic show. We had little Alex Horn on. He's not that
3: little. He's quite... He's oh, he's quite... six foot two, I think. Yeah, he's quite big. Yeah. Compared to me. Uh, and and I think uh, he genuinely uh, finds it irritating... Does that, he? ...that people now know him as little Alex Horne. <laughs> And something that I'm drunk with joy on. <laughs> any irritation I can cause him.
0: It's a lovely relationship the two of you have. Permeating through those, growing through those many, many series you've done now. How many series have you done? You've done Seven. It? Seven, yeah. Yeah. And more to come. Many more Yeah, to come. I would think.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's a joy for me, obviously, because Alex does all the work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, it, I think it, but it's a it's one of those things that a lot of t- um, telly shows that get made broadcasters will just give them one series and if it's not everything they hoped it would be in that one series yeah. then they stop um, making the programmes but with um, uh, Dave and Taskmaster they just kept going because I think mine and Alex's little fun thing has genuinely developed as we've gone on Yeah, because yeah. I didn't know Alex at all really no, before but it's, a,
0: it's a really nice rela- I mean it feels like a relationship that was you know there was that predates that? But that's you just. You, it, it didn't really. Though. Did you? Could, did you know when you were, <laughs> when you were offered it? Did you know? Because obviously getting you on board was a big help for them because you were. You know.
3: I don't know, but uh, yeah, I was delighted. Yeah. To be offered and I uh, and I. Just, could uh, you see the potential of it immediately, or was it, well, was it uh, obvious? If I'm honest with you, I, I it was just that Alex that did it, and I have been to see Alex's shows, and I think he's really clever and funny, and so. I'd, yeah, I just said yes based on that, if I'm yeah. honest. I didn't know whether the show would work or not.
0: Yeah. Who do you think is the biggest idiot you've had on the show so far?
3: As I again? don't think there's been any idiots on it because Phil it's Wang. C- celebratory. Phil, Phil Wang. No, I think, I would say that he is the only person I think I've judged far too harshly. <laughs> to. <laughs> I, I, I've watched a couple of them back and I thought, oh no, you've really stitched Wang up there. <laughs> But it's hard, you know. I'm making the decisions genuinely in the studio and and judging people, and uh, it's genuinely quite stressful at times. (laughs) So I don't always get it... You don't always get it... Right.
0: Well, you do get it right because you're the taskmaster, but sometimes it feels...
3: Yeah, like it's grossly unfair. Do you feel yeah. you gave Rod an easier ride because he's your mate? I certainly did not. <laughs> and I've, you're not the first person to suggest this, and I'm telling you now, there is no way I want Rod to do well in any aspect of his life. <laughs> Even if it's on a joke game show, I utterly refute that I was helping him in any way.
0: That's what someone who was helping him would say. Yeah, yeah well... It's a very Trumpian response
3: to that. I'm <laughs> furious with myself if that's how it's <laughs> um,
0: and do, does, does Is there a lot in that show that doesn't make it to the screen? I did ask Alex. So much. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I don't know whether Alex has meticulously planned the tasks and filmed them, so I don't know that there are many tasks that don't make it to the screen eventually. But in the studio, it's like any of those shows. We just talk for ages. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly, we're over two hours, we record four right. every time. Yeah. Yeah. But you know
0: what a laugh! It's a very, very enjoyable show.
3: It's a wonderful show to be yeah. part of. Yeah, yeah, I imagine. That's why sometimes, sometimes imagine that. I and I, I got who do you think you are before I even did that? Did you? <laughs>
0: That's a good one. Um, last night. I slept from 10.30 to 5.30. Yeah. Didn't get up to go to do a wee.
3: <laughs> when was the last time yeah. that happened? I, gen- I genuinely couldn't tell you. And yeah. At 11am tomorrow, I have an appointment with the doctor to talk about my prostate. <laughs> 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 will you give us a ring and let us know how it goes? So we can I put it on an yeah. extra at the end. Give us a rings, unfortunately. LAUGHTER because I have got to have a prostate examination yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I. I am up at um 3:30 oh, yeah, every yeah. day with uh, every night with um, the middle-aged piss. Right. It's uh, a yeah, uh, living fucking hell.
0: Do you do you have kind of panic attacks? And I've started having sort of pan attack, panic attacks when I wake up in the middle of the night. My kids sleep through now till about 5:30, 6 o'clock. So like I I, can, I should be able to sleep through the night, but I often like wake up about 2:30 having had a weird dream and then feeling really uncomfortable and not knowing why, and I can't turn the lights out and I have to go and walk downstairs and, and have a light on and I can't sleep for about two hours and then I can sleep again.
3: No, I don't have any of that. No, OK.
0: <laughs> Probably that sort of thing that happens in the next year for you. <laughs> 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 just, just to warn you. It's really horrible. Because it's like you sort of think, fuck, is this actually... Is this sort of slight sense of fear and dread and, not, and feeling like you're going a bit crazy, which I am not. Uh, is that what life is going to be? Because as you get older, you know, your brain decays as well, doesn't it? And then you go crazy.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I am, my memory of this podcast is it was far more hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> we were young. We were young men in our mid-40s. Do you really feel. Do you really feel age. Do you find it difficult?
0: I, no, I don't. I've, I found forty harder than fifty. I think it's because I've got so much going on. It don't, I don't. Just every. That's maybe the only time I get is it. two o'clock in the morning. Maybe that's when my existential dread can kick in. I think it's all it is. I've had yeah. it for a bit, but it sort of happened. It happens when I've drunk a bit too much and had chili too late in the day. <laughs> So it's nothing to do with age, it's I don't to do know. with your ter- well, I mean, terrible diet. I used, to be able to, I used to be able to get drunk and eat chilli late at night and still be able to sleep, but now... What I find about drinking
3: yeah. now as a middle-aged man is that if I, have, I get drunk, I have 48 hours of absolute depression.
0: Do <laughs> <laughs> you? Uh, yeah, you definitely, uh, it's a knock, it's a knock. Yeah, it's all, uh, literally awful. Yeah. This uh, podcast is sponsored by beer52.com. <laughs> beer52.com slash R-H-L-S-T-B if you want eight free beers and to feel terrible after <laughs> drinking the, the dying. Come on, Richard. I, like I like we being like. We mate. can pull this back, mate. We can do it. It's going to be fine. i got a round of applause for sleeping through the night without doing a wee. They love us. That's good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well done. It's the most, that's the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Oh, well done. But I genuinely cannot remember the last time I had, didn't have to get up at half past two to do a wee. And I'd had a beer and everything.
3: That's great. Well, I'm yeah, really pleased for you. you, it was good.
0: <laughs> Are you ever mistaken for Greg Davis, the children's law specialist? No. <laughs> do you think he's ever mistaken for you? No. Do you think anyone ever rings up and goes, oh, I don't think I want you to do my children's law specialist? No. <laughs>
3: I saw you interviewed saying that you still love touring mm. and you still enjoy it yeah I really do I think it's a really great thing to do with your life why wouldn't you like it why do any comics ever moan about it where well, really you get hard. driven to a town and talk shit for an hour to people who've paid to see you <laughs> shut up it's a great thing to do yeah yeah and I as long as people want to do it, you know see it I well yeah I think it's great
0: I think so much of your comedy depends on you enjoying yourself as well don't you think so like some people can be grumpy and you're not a grumpy performer in any way, are you? No. no so either. if you don't, if you're not enjoying the stage time, I'm not sure that show would work in the same way as it does.
3: No, I would agree. The, yeah. the, the could... material is flimsy at best.
0: No, I don't think the. <laughs> I think material is good, but I think so much of it is your, so much of it is your glee, It's your childish glee at what you're doing. Yeah. And well, I, I... And, and it doesn't feel like you could really. I mean, there's a even if in you're a dour
3: comedian and you don't. Jump around yeah. gleefully. Still, uh, touring is an amazing gift, isn't it? A wonderful thing to do. It you is still tour Do you, do do. you not love it? Any- still, I do. I do but it's,
0: I find again when you got to, I, since I've had a family at home. that's oh, yeah.
3: All right. Well, I can still have kids.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to have kids?
3: I don't. I don't Jesus Christ. <laughs>
0: I feel you'd be a good dad. Thanks, Rich. But you say you hate children.
3: The... I don't hate children at all. I've got two nieces and yeah. I, love, I love them. They're great. I, tell, I, I probably told you what, what my uh, nieces uh, said to me a couple of years ago. I walked into the dining room and uh, they're like, they're eight and ten now, so they were six and eight at the time. And as soon as I walked in, um, the older niece went, oh, we're not allowed to talk about how big your belly is anymore. <laughs> and um, the younger one, Daisy, came out from behind her and went, but you are fat.
0: <laughs> oh, that's lovely. They are good. And oh, I was going to talk to you. We met, the last time we saw each other was at Buckingham Palace.
3: Yeah. That was a strange evening. Just the weirdest... <laughs> And walking in and seeing, I was already weirded out by being invited, and then I walked in and saw you. <laughs> I walked into a room and saw um, Benedict Cumberbatch, <laughs> yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch, Stephen Hawking, and then you. <laughs> and I, thought, I can't imagine why I've been invited. <laughs> I don't. I can't remember what this is. I think maybe I've dreamt this.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> it was weird, though, it wasn't was it? It was weird. Well, it was a dinner for motor neuron disease. Yeah. And I've never done anything. I know. You were a total imposter. <laughs> I'm, yeah, and I think there should be more motor neuron disease, not less. <laughs> <laughs> it was very difficult for me. I had to eat the food. I, I feel like a little bit of a hypocrite.
3: I had two really surreal moments. Yeah. One is, the reason I've been invited is because I'd done a, a gig and I'd given the proceeds to motor neurone disease. And um, the guy went round and introduced us all and yeah. said what we'd done. And he said that you, he said you'd raise loads of money, but you hadn't raised anything. Not For Scope, I'd raise loads of money for, for a different scope, charity. nothing to do with motor <laughs> neurone.
0: <laughs> I can't find it very late on. The guy who worked at the
3: charity used to work at Scope. That was it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so you were, you were a total imposter. I'd done yeah. a gig. And um, when they introduced me, said uh, the organiser said, and this is Greg Davis, who's, uh, who's um, um, raised many thousands of pounds for most of your own. And later on, there were two weird things that happened to me. Later on, Susanna Reid <laughs> quite aggressively questioned me. <laughs> over the top of Stephen Hawking <laughs> about how many thousands of pounds I'd raised. <laughs> she went, you've raised thousands of pounds. So Hawking was, R.I.P., was, um, <laughs> was between us. Yeah. She went, you've raised thousands of pounds, Of you? And I went, uh, yeah, yeah. She went, how many thousands of pounds? And I went, oh, I don't... <laughs> I can't remember. And then... Five minutes later, Benedict Cumberbatch, <laughs> uh, whose wife was heavily pregnant, swept out of the room, and my mum, w- who was obviously there because I'm obsessed with her, <laughs> my mum went, Oh no, oh, Benedict Cumberbatch has left. I really wanted to meet him. And Judge Rinder. <laughs> stuck on making this shit up, isn't it? <laughs> Judge Rinder turned around and went, You want to meet him? You're going to meet him. <laughs> and he ran across the room, past Hawking and Reed. Sorry, <laughs> past Stephen Hawking and Susanna Reid and oh, the other strange collection of people at Princess Anne. <laughs> Princess Anne was there. And, it, and quite aggressively grabbed Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> by the arm. He was escorting his pregnant wife out and dragged him back into the room and so he can meet my mum. <laughs> Cumberbatch was going, okay, well done. <laughs> you, yeah, so you can let go of my arm, George Render. It's uh, nice to meet you, old lady. <laughs> old lady of a comedian, I don't know. Now I'm going to take my pregnant wife home if you don't mind.
0: Uh, Great night, though, wasn't it? It was good. <laughs> Who else well, was there? We were, sat, we were sat next to Nick Knowles' his wife, but Nick Knowles wasn't there. Nick Knowles didn't
4: make it!
3: <laughs> you fucking hell, Knowles, you can't do that. <laughs> you can't go, with well, it's a very generous offer. I'll be sending my wife!
0: We were definitely at the, bad end, the, the rubbish end of the table.
3: Oh, God, they it got was... us well away from Princess Anne. <laughs> they did. Well no one here,
0: Princess Anne. No one here. She yeah.
3: Well, they can't avoid me this time. I'm hosting the fucking room. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, is there going to be more man down?
3: I don't know, actually. I don't know. There's a, there's a, there's a possibility there might be more man down, but I'm more inclined to possibly do something else.
0: So, you're writing something else that you're not going to be in?
3: I'm writing... Two things, right. one of which I won't be in, and one of which I will be in more than anyone else. Right. <laughs> That's my plan. But yeah. I, well, there is a route where Mandane might reappear, but at the moment I'm going to try and do this other thing. Right. Yeah. Any clues? About the thing? Yeah. Just another silly old comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I won't tell you the idea, because no. I haven't got it away yet, and it'll just be embarrassing. Yeah. It'll just be... Oh, yeah, remember that shit idea he said on the podcast <laughs> that we've
0: never seen? i do all mine on here and none of them
3: get made. Yeah, nearly, no. But it gives them a little That's life. Why I'm not gives making that t- mistake. It gives them a tiny life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got a thing I'm uh, looking forward to. I hope that comes off. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, well, I hope that... Well, it'd be nice to see more man, down. It's, a re- it's a just a really silly and fun Thanks, Rich. Sitcom and yeah, and quite...
3: they're a right brilliant gang of people. Yeah. Yeah, they were a really nice group and I hope somewhere in the future maybe there will be something else Yeah, yeah. we'll Good. see
0: let's do let's just take a random emergency question and let's see if it works or not what is the best thing you've ever bounced on
4: <laughs>
3: I don't think I, <laughs> I, I mean I had a space hopper I yeah. guess that's it I had I, a, that's a, what I'm sprung to I my mind I had a, a very rare blue space oh, opera blue yeah that was um, bigger than the orange ones because I was an outsized <laughs> child so they, uh, they sourced a blue uh, space yeah. opera for me I guess that's the most yeah. thing I bounce I, I imagine you wanting me to I that look on your face that look on your face is sexual innuendo you're the only person I know who can do sexual innuendo without saying anything <laughs> just, just by having your face <laughs> Did you ever fuck your
0: big blue space <laughs> up? <laughs> no, no. Just about That'd be a one off time if you fucked a space Just I mean a what bar. a one time to- you could do it in the blowhole. The
3: blow the blowing up hole of the space opera. Yeah, they were tiny though. They were you'd have to extend yeah. it a little bit. What if you um, <laughs> it's what anyone who's seen my stand up show yep. knows that I um, fornicated with my uh, teddy bear as yes. a child. <laughs>
0: I mean, it was a big teddy bear, though. It wasn't like a little... It was five
3: foot tall. It was like a grown-up teddy bear. It wasn't a beta child teddy bear. it was five foot tall, and it was tall, intents and purposes, real. (laughs) (laughs) And I fucked it real good. (laughs) But let me ask you this. (laughs) When you were going through your um, teenage years, what did you have sex with? Well, not... Surprisingly, not very much. All boys had sex with
0: something... (laughs) I think the bet the most I did I was very I I would have I would have counted that as losing my virginity having sex in the teddy bear yeah and uh, I would have then been disappointed I was very I was a very good boy uh, the, what I there was a there was a condom machine in sounds <laughs> worse than <laughs> There was a condom machine in the in the local pub that we went to when we were fourteen you fuck that no <laughs> if you twisted in a certain way free condoms came out. Okay. And and then sometimes free money. And we worked out this for a glorious period of about two weeks. We'd go in there and like a couple of quid would come out, and we'd get four or five (laughs) packets of condoms. (laughs) I wasn't gonna have sex for five more years. (laughs) These condoms would have been out of of date by the time I ever got a chance to use them. But I had a stash of condoms that I got. If my parents had ever found those hidden, they'd think, "What the fuck is going on?" Had like five or six packs of condoms. And I used to have a posh wank every now and again into one of them.
3: That was that was it. Do you not find that your hands um, smelt afterwards though?
0: Yeah, yeah. And I flushed them down the toilet, which is a m- big mistake, isn't it? That's it. Well, because they can ex- they can blow up in the in the in the sewers and block the
3: toilets. They can they can oh. expand. Yeah, don't flush them down the toilet. I didn't know that. I thought that was uh, standard practice. <laughs> I'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell you this. Yeah. When I was a young man, me um, and A friend who I won't name. It wasn't uh, a bowl of cheese. Uh, It was a different friend. When we were sort of very early, like 12, 13, and we were looking at a racy magazine, (laughs) and he was staying over at at my um, mum's, Um, and um, we were looking at a racy magazine together, and it sort of became an unspoken agreement after we'd looked at the saucy magazine, that when the lights went off, we would pleasure ourselves. Yeah. and so I did, and finished. Yeah. and then I was lying there in the dark, and um, I-, I left it like about five ten minutes, and I went, oh dear. I'm <laughs> like, oh, oh dear, oh dear. Yeah, you're right, you're right. And I just heard this. Finished. <laughs> and then I had to just lie there, <laughs> and I could hear, I can, I could hear every awful, not finished. <laughs> so horrible, isn't it? Ah. Uh. I've got a story I want to tell you. Yeah, go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it. I don't know whether it's. I don't think it's funny, but I think it's the hardest. I think it's the hardest I've ever laughed. When I was um, teaching, um, the 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 two there was the school I taught at. I um, had um, this idea of inviting all of the teachers and the heads over from a neighbouring school, so we could share good practice. Which is fucking horseshit. Who, who fucking cares? Just teach the children. Shut up. And it was in our own time. It's awful. So I was with a friend. We were both heads of department. It was with a friend at the back, and he had. <laughs> I not I'm starting the story. I don't think it's funny. <laughs> So we had like 50 members, all heads of department, and the governors, and the two heads from the schools. And it was all sort of, yeah, well, good practice at our schoolers, and we do this. And I just wanted to kill myself. And I noticed that um, there was a woman um, in my friend's department who had one of those flask mugs that you just, you know, that you just have, and have a sip of, and then you can close them to keep your coffee hot and she, she was mad and I was watching her opening and closing a little thing and there were tears of boredom running down my face. And I looked over at one of the guys from the other school and he had a watch on, like a really big metal watch. And it looked like a cross-section of her flask mug. And I just wrote my friend a note saying, looks like these two cunts have been shopping in the same place. And I gave it to him and he, he went, And then we carried on listening. And then he just noticed. (laughs) He noticed the flask mug and the guy's watch. And he just went. And it was a room. It was like this. It was a room with at least 50 to 100 people in it, all listening to someone at the front going, well, you know, the best thing we can do is to look at the way our curriculums uh, reflect the needs of the children. And my mate just went, Woo! At the fucking cross-second of the watch. And everyone went quiet, and the guy who was talking at the front with a problem back there. <laughs> and he just carried on. <laughs> That's that story. <laughs> It was really <laughs> delicious.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We did... I did... T- Talking Cock was... My stage show was translated into loads of different languages. Yeah. And, like, some of them did, like, very faithful adaptations, and some them just wrote their own show. <laughs> <laughs> and so... <laughs> why have you... Pa- you know, I don't own the rights to jokes about penises. Right. That's it. And so we went to, like, one... Pl- I think I went with my director to Denmark or something like that. Um... And this guy had completely changed the show. And it was all, I was, we're just going to see your own show in lots of languages you didn't understand. And uh, it, it was all like songs, parody songs of Eminem and stuff like that. You know, it was just so far away from what I was doing. And then there was a really, I mean, he put us right on the front row. So he was looking. Yeah.
4: <laughs> 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 if you want to have a, a girls' comedy, mate, <laughs>
0: have a go to your convictions. <laughs> So he was right in the front row, so we were having to sit there. What? And like, I was just like, "This is kind of insulting." You've brought me to Denmark <laughs> to watch not my show being done in a foreign language I can't understand anyway. And you, you know, he kept on smiling over at me and stuff. And then they started doing. He started doing like a really it Suddenly, he went and the mood changed. It was really serious, and he started singing something to the tune of "Send in the Clowns." <laughs> and me and my director just we were just killing. Just like everyone was crying, and we were just, and we just, and then the womaness was. We just so the more we couldn't laugh, the more we were just.
3: And it was basically,
0: it was a song about date rape.
3: Oh, it's funny now.
0: It's just these two guys who had laughed at anything in the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> We're just like really trying to stop themselves laughing. <laughs> and it was so like against what the show was. The show was like this celebration of men and women and working together. So he put this fucking song about Daywreck, <laughs> which didn't fit in anyway. It was
3: so pa- you know, like just It's so painful. Oh, yeah. I remember when I was, <laughs> w- w- when I was teaching um, my uh, friend, and it is a bowl of cheese. Um, it, we were at the, the Christmas, um, uh, what's it called? The, you know, Christmas service. <laughs> okay, yeah. The carol service. Yeah, service. And uh, <laughs> we'd spent the whole time in the hymns uh, underlining certain parts of words to make like knob and dick <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> And we were crying with laughter. And then later, I came out and I saw him bollocking a child. And he was going, how dare you? How dare you come into the house of God and disrespect messing around? And he had a hymn sheet in his hand with dick underlined. <laughs> oh, it's really bad what teachers do. <laughs>
0: Right, well, fuck this.
3: <laughs> There's enough in there, isn't there? there I think there is. Yeah. 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 Just leave it then, shall we? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's been lovely to have you back, Greg. Thank you, and Richard. you are it was welcome. To to absolutely, any time. Uh, do check out uh, Netflix, You Magnificent Beast, which he is. You see his tummy in it, it's nice. Yeah. You're a very nice. sexy man. Even though, even though you're 50, I'm not, you know. That's what you're, I... Re- you're not ruling out? <laughs> I'm not ruling out at the moment. My wife's in the audience. Um, she won't mind. Is it, is it cheating to have sex with Greg Davies? I don't I'm not, sh- I'm not sure it is. <laughs> I just... don't. <Is> I, <laughs> I just wanted to do it so at some point I can say, I haven't finished. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, Greg Davies.